this episode. <laughs> um, Charlotte and I are here. Uh, we worked out this morning. We had swim lessons. It was a very exciting day. She um, does not like swim lessons. Well, I, sh- I take that back. She gets pretty tired, um, so she wears out pretty easily, and then, you know, it's kind of disastrous after that. A uh, few things before I dig into today's podcast. Uh, I really wanted to say thanks to everyone that reached out about last week's episode. Um, you know, I really appreciate your support and to hear your opinion on um, kind of like this new movement on Instagram about yoga and um, like kind of the sexual, sexual sexualization of um, what people are doing on there. Um, I, I just wanted to say that that podcast wasn't geared towards anyone in particular. It was geared towards like kind of this whole big bubble. Um, I will say that the person that set me off was not someone I knew. It was kind of this yoga liberty, Instagram liberty person. Um, and the picture that I saw was, or the video that I saw was her on a park bench in a thong doing yoga. And then I saw one directly after that, that was her and her boyfriend or husband or whoever, um, assisting her in a pose. And then they, she got out of the pose and then they made out afterwards. And you know, that's, if that's something that she wants to, you know, put out there, that's great for her. Um, I have just decided that I didn't want to see that anymore and that I'm kind of confused by this behavior. Um, because it seems like the, you know, really good looking, really hot bodied, really intense pose, really flexible, you know, really beautiful scenery. All of those people all seem to be on Instagram. (laughs) And, you know, the 90% of other people who are like me, you know, like little nugget, little short arms, short legs, kind of pudgy in the belly area, you know, I'm... I'm thankful I can touch my toes. I can do the splits on one side, but not the other. I, my shoulders are so not flexible. Um, I'll never be able to do some of those poses that I see. You know, I just, I think that the 90% of real yogis, not that they're not real yogis, so I shouldn't say that, but I think the 90% of other yogis who go to class with me or with others that I've seen in classes, we're not like that. And I think for me, that's the most frustrating part is to see that kind of stuff on Instagram where it's like, yeah, every once in a while a picture comes along. It's like, oh, that's really cool. You know, I'm really happy for them that they can get into that pose and they look like that, you know, like congratulations. Um, it do- And I know it does take, it does take a lot of hard work to look um, like how some of them do. But, um, you know, uh, I just think that people who aren't into yoga don't realize that that's like a very small, ten, maybe 10% of the pop yoga population. Um, and I think that, you know, it, it can be hard to see sometimes because like for me and someone else hit me up, it was like, you know, when they look at these, they get jealous maybe and that it gets frustrating. And it's like, you know, that sucks too because you know, like I said in the podcast, it was like, you know, they do that for kind of the wow factor. And that's the part of yoga. It's like, you shouldn't be getting jealous that someone else's practice because that's not what yoga is about. And I think it's hard. Um, 
it's hard because when you see someone that look, looks so pretty and has an awesome body and can get into a pose, it's hard not to look at them and think like, wow, I wish I could do that. But then at the same time, it's like, you know, it's not real life almost. Like you go into class because I see these, you know, photos and think like, oh, man, I'm never going to be able to do that. And yet I can go into yoga class and bust out some other pose that a lot of other people can't do. So, um I just think that, you know, for me and for this other girl, it's it's probably good that we um, just maybe unfollow them. Because that's what she was telling me. It's just like, oh, I get jealous. And I'm like, you know, me too. And it sucks. Like, it sucks to think that, am I jealous? Maybe I just don't understand. And I think that's the thing is I just don't understand what why they're doing this. So, anyway, um, the last thing I want to say about that is... Um, something I didn't mention on the podcast before is it's kind of created this, um, I had another girl send me a message. It's kind of created this like weird, creepy following where I have, um, another girl who likes to participate in a lot of yoga challenges on Instagram. And she actually had to make her Instagram profile private because she was getting a lot of creepy messages. And, you know, now that a lot of people are kind of putting their bodies out there, it's created like this weird, um, like I said, sexual yoga stuff. And it's created this like creepy following where now guys think that they can comment on your body or like what you look like while you're in a pose or what you're doing. Um, so I think that that's kind of, it kind of sucks because, and that's the other thing too, is even if someone is doing, you know, a press into handstand or if they're in malasana if you happen to take a picture in the wrong way like at the wrong angle it's not like you're intentionally making yoga sexual it's just because of how the pose looks right and then you have this creepy following on top of that where it's like your intention wasn't at all to make it sexual it's just because of the type of pose that you're in and then now you have this creepy following that's making it sexual so anyway um i'm gonna stop babbling about that i just wanted to say say thanks for everyone that reached out to me. I really appreciate you listening and understanding my opinion and understanding where I'm coming from. Um, it means a lot. Uh, I wanted to real quick, um, talk about what I'm doing right now. And that is whole 30. But before I do that, um, if you are interested at all in taking yoga classes from me, I am teaching Tuesdays and Sundays. And you can go to my Facebook page. I posted a link where you can sign up um, to get my newsletter. I just sent one out yesterday. It was pretty awesome. It's about my intention for August. Uh, so if you want to be a part of that, let me know. I can get you the link. Back to Whole30. So I decided I wanted to just do Whole30. I've heard a lot of people talk about Whole30. I had actually already purchased the Whole30 cookbooks. There's two of them. Um, probably a few months ago. And I think in the back of my head at that time, like I knew I wanted to do Whole30. Um, I just wasn't ready to make the commitment yet. And then as we kind of moved along, I heard a lot more people talk about it. And um, I just decided that, you know, once we got back from our Kyle and I's vacation, that I was going to just go for it. I have been wanting to cut out sugar and gluten from my diet for a while. Um, I don't, my mom has celiac disease, so she um, cannot process gluten. 
um, in her intestines, there's these little fibers. And what happens when you have celiac disease is the fibers get like hard and they break off. And so your body can't like process gluten anymore. And it becomes an, it's an autoimmune disorder. So it's not like she has an allergy to gluten. That's not what that means. It means her body can't process it. And if she intakes any sort of gluten at all, she has stuff like migraines and whole body pains and um it's like bad like she can get skin issues and her allergies will start and you know like I said it's autoimmune so it affects her her entire body not just her belly um um so you know I have been kind of worried that I'll be next uh, so I wanted to go ahead and cut everything out and see how I feel and what happens. And, you know, I wanted to create a better, I don't want to call it a relationship with food, but just a better understanding of like my food habits and what I'm eating and, you know, what I'm doing throughout the day and that kind of stuff. Um, and what I figured out is I feel great. I am about on day, I don't know, 16-ish, maybe 17 of the program and, uh, you know, I, I've, I'm over the slump of, um, the tiredness and fatigue and, oh, that's the same thing. Um, you know, headaches and detoxing and all that kind of stuff. I'm what they call in like all the whole 30 jargoners call it tiger's blood where you actually get this like new boost of energy um, and that's how I feel. You know, Charlotte hasn't really been sleeping well the past couple nights. And it's funny because I actually surprisingly haven't needed to take a nap. Normally, if she doesn't sleep at night, um, I have to take a nap during the day. Um, her and I will lay down together and I'll fall asleep, um, even if it's for 20 minutes. But I haven't needed a nap. And that's pretty exciting. Um, I'm going to get a little TMI vulnerable with you here. Um, so before, uh, it's usually kind of seasonally, um, in the summertime it gets really bad, but I get these little cysts and these little bumps on the back of my arms and my leg and sometimes on my chin. And, um, you know, a lot of that can be from gluten. And since doing Whole30, a lot of those have, um, gone away, uh, which is awesome because I can be pretty self-conscious about that, um, Actually, I remember after I had Colin, they were really bad, and um, I was already unhappy with my arms anyway, and I would teach yoga and um, teach yoga, or I wouldn't teach yoga, I'd be teaching fitness, and I would actually wear a t-shirt with, like, sleeves because I was too afraid to show off the back of my arms or my shoulders or whatever, Um, so when I kind of started getting fit again, I was able to wear a tank top, but I still always have this kind of like self-conscious feeling of being in warrior two and someone looking at my arms and thinking like, God, what's wrong with her? But, um, they're starting to go away, which is awesome. Uh, hang on. Charlotte's eating paper. Okay. The other day she was under the couch and today she's eating paper. I'm a great mom, y'all. Um, anyway, so basically what whole 30 is, um, it's eating whole foods. It's eating, um, 
you know, clean eating. And when I mean clean, like super clean. So there's no alcohol, there's no gluten, there's no dairy, there's no soy, there's no um, added sugar, there's no sugar at all, really. Um, there's no corn. Um, i trying to like think off the head, top of my head, like what everything I can't eat. Um, yeah, a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> a lot of preservative. I can't eat any, hardly any preservatives or sulfites or anything like sulfates or anything like that. So, you know, I, when I go to the store, I have to read every single label. I have been shocked, shocked at the amount of sugar and stuff that things have in them that I, I guess I wasn't really paying attention to. Uh, so I have two examples. Um, I'm allowed to have almond milk as long as it is like a certain kind. Like basically it's like almonds and water. I normally make, I've started kind of making my own almond milk. I've gotten kind of lazy with it lately. Um, but I've actually, since Whole30 started, the only time I'm using almond milk is to put it in my coffee. So I'm not even really using it like I used to. Um, so when I would go to HEB or Whole Foods or wherever to buy my groceries, um, I would just normally buy like one. I, I usually like one, one or two kind of brands of almond milk. And um, even the unsweetened almond milk had sugar in it or had some sort of preservative in it that I could not have. And, you know, unsweetened almond milk to me should just be almonds and water, um, kind of like what I make. But, you know, if they want to mass produce it and sell it and keep it on the um, store shelf, they have to put preservatives in it. Uh, so I was pretty, um, I was pretty surprised by that, even the unsweetened having sugar in it. And then the other thing that I noticed um, were canned tomatoes. So if you're making like a pasta sauce or um, whatever, I was shocked that, because I always buy an organic can of tomatoes. Um, and like Costco and Whole Foods, I think, have approved organic brands of tomatoes that you can have on Whole30, but HEB doesn't. So I was, if I would go to HEB, I would buy the organic brand of tomatoes and canned tomatoes and then think, okay, fine, I'm buying organic, so it's fine. And actually what I came to find out was their organic brand of canned tomatoes was not approved with the Whole30 program. And there was another brand that wasn't organic, but it was literally tomatoes and water. Uh, so that was kind of exciting. And even that night at dinner, um, I didn't tell Kyle that they were different um, tomato. There were different tomatoes. He was eating it, and he thought I had actually used fresh tomatoes from the garden, um, which I hadn't. I wish I would have told him I just did. But... Um, Unfortunately, we have a little stink bug problem eating all of our tomatoes this year that I have to figure out what to do with um, later. But um, I was surprised at how much different it tasted not having all of the sugar and preservatives and everything in that can. So um, it's kind of like little stuff like that that I'm really surprised with. Um, the other thing is, you know, I can't have soy, so no soy sauce. Um, so I found um, a lot of people use this thing called coconut aminos. I don't know. Um, it was surprisingly good. I, I couldn't believe it. it. It gave that kind of similar flavor of soy sauce without it being soy or sugar or whatever. Um, I, there's a few, the Whole30 books, like I said, I had purchased those a few months ago, kind of in preparation for me to do this. And then it just had finally happened. 
Um, in the book, they tell you, I mean, the book is full of questions and answers and it's really awesome. Um, I'm also following a lot of blogs and groups on social media that, um, deal with whole 30. So I'm always have a question answered and it's awesome. But, um, they kind of give you a step-by-step of even how you're going to feel throughout each day, how you're going to feel and what the symptoms are. And, um, they've been spot on and it's been kind of crazy. So, um, that was pretty interesting for me as well. I, right now, the hardest thing for me is not drinking alcohol. I think that, um, I am surprised. I mean, I used to drink one, two, maybe three Dr. Peppers a day. I am surprised at how much I'm not craving soda. I will get soda cravings, but um, I am surprised at how much I'm not craving soda and I'm craving alcohol. So I either have a problem or I just really want a glass of wine. Also, all of our shipments are coming in from Napa. So I keep seeing all these bottles that I got to taste in Napa and they're like being shipped to our house and I can't drink any of them. So, um, I definitely will be drinking alcohol when the whole 30 is over. Um, I was telling my trainer today that I, um, I was surprised because I'm, I'm not craving bread or pasta or anything like that. You know, I miss it. I miss every once in a while, like eating a piece of toast or like having spaghetti or, you know, something like that, but I'm not like, you know, really hurt by it. I miss pizza, but it's not like it's that big of a deal. Um, so I, I, I'm also eating weird shit for breakfast. Like today I had a chicken breast and salad for breakfast. The other day I had steak. Um, I have also had like, you know, a typical breakfast, eggs, bacon, potatoes. And then I don't know, it's just been really weird because it's like some stuff is not approved and other stuff. It's like, here, have a steak with ranch for breakfast. Like, I I don't know. So some of that's kind of weird to me. Um, I know a lot of you guys are vegan and vegetarians. They do have a whole 30 program for vegan and vegetarians. It's not the same as what I am doing. So since you can't have beans or lentils or, you know, rice or grains or anything like that, you can't get, you know, it'd be hard to get protein. Like I said, I mean, I'm having steak for breakfast. I don't really like to eat a lot of eggs. Eating a lot of eggs can make my stomach upset. Um, so, even one egg can make my stomach upset depending on how it's cooked. Um, but a lot of these whole 30 people eat like three to five eggs a day, which is crazy to me. So, um, I don't think, I think it would be beneficial. Maybe if you're vegan or vegetarian to take out all the sugar, but I think there's probably a better way to do it without doing the whole 30 program personally. But that's just, um, my opinion since I eat vegan and vegetarian quite often. Um, Cause you know, you can't have like chickpeas or beans or anything like that. So you have to really figure out like how to get your protein. And I think the vegan vegetarian program, you can, they do introduce beans back into that diet. Um, but I mean, I'm literally eating just like meat and vegetables for every meal. It's, I mean, their plate is meat, vegetable, fat, and a small fruit. So I can have fruit. I can't use fruit in a way that, um, 
curbs a craving and they call it sex with your pants on is the whole 30 terminology. So I can't use fruit to eat. Like if I want dessert, I can't use fruit to eat a dessert or I can't use whole 30 approved ingredients to make a dessert item. Now I do have a bowl of fruit every day. Sometimes I will eat that at the very end of the day. If I haven't had all of my, um, uh, like fruit intake in for the day. And I usually just pour some coconut flakes on top of it. That way I am eating fruit in a fat and that way it's not for a, um, craving curb. It's an, it can be considered an actual meal. So I do try and incorporate like almond butter or coconut or something like that with the fruit. So it's not something that I'm not supposed to be eating. Um, but yeah, so I decided to do this because I wanted to really commit to something and to, you know, use yoga terminology and say, be an inquiry about like what I'm eating, why I'm eating it. How does this really make me feel? Um, I'm a snacker. I've, I'm trying so hard to curb that as in, in the whole 30 program, you're really not supposed to be snacking. There's a caveat with, since I'm breastfeeding, I'm allowed to snack and I have, um, unfortunately taken that um, and pushed the limits on it. I'm trying really hard to follow their, um, if you're going to snack, these are the rules. I'm trying to do that. I just crave like crunchy stuff in the afternoon and um, I eat while I cook and I eat when I put up groceries and I um, kind of have this bad habit of doing so. I also realize after I make Colin's uh, breakfast in the morning. I always lick, <laughs> I always lick the jelly spoon. So I've stopped doing that also. Get, tell them Char. So anyway, um, that's what I'm doing right now. Um, I, I'm, like I said, I'm over halfway through. So, um, I'm excited to see kind of like what it's going to be like when it's over because, um, I'll basically start to slowly reintroduce foods again. And so many people have said when you start that process and if you don't do it slowly and do it well, um, food will start to make you sick. So I'll be curious to see like, you know, what really is triggering some of this stuff as I'm slowly introducing foods back into my diet. The best part of the whole 30 program is the creators of whole 30 say that this is not like a lifestyle diet, you know, and I've never really been on a quote unquote diet. Um, I've always just cut stuff out and, um, it's just kind of happened either naturally, or I've done kind of something similar to this where I just say, okay, for this amount of times, I'm not going to eat blah, blah, blah. Um, so it's good to kind of have this base to fall back on if, you know, I do want to go on quote unquote a diet or clean up my eating before I go somewhere on vacation or whatever. Um, because when you start introducing foods back in, you have this freedom to still eat whatever you want. And you know, after this diet, you know what triggers you. And I think that's kind of what the coolest part of this program is, is it's not a lifelong program, but it teaches you about what you're eating. Um, and that's why I have decided to do it. And that's why I like it. Um, I have lost weight. I don't know how much weight I've lost. You're not supposed to measure or weigh yourself when you're on the program. I don't even actually own a scale at my house. 
Um, I only know that I've lost weight because I've had people tell me that and because I did burpees this morning and while I was doing burpees, my shorts were falling down. So, um, unfortunately they're my favorite workout shorts too. Um, but yeah, so I, I have lost weight. Hi, Char. I have lost weight. Um, it was kind of my goal to lose weight, kind of not. I wanted to see, you know, how it affected me. Um, I figured I'd lose weight since I'm not drinking or eating sugar or eating gluten. Um, so I'll probably put some weight back on after the program's over and I go back to drinking again. But, um, yeah. So... I think that's all I really want to say for now. I still have a lot more time to go and a lot more things to screw up. I think the biggest thing about the Whole30 program is you have to stay on top of, like, your food um, kind of schedule and planning and grocery shopping because you can't just, like, willy-nilly it um, unless you happen to have every ingredient in your freezer or refrigerator all the time. So um, if you're wanting to do Whole30, I definitely suggest getting the books that they have. I um, put that on my blog and, like, getting into some of the Whole30 groups on Facebook for support. Um, a lot of questions have been answered for me that way. But yeah. So um, there will not be a podcast next week next week. There will not be a podcast, um, but I will be back the week after. Charlotte is eating the microphone. Can I have this? Thank you. So, um, I wanted to say one more thing before I finish. Today is I've been, (laughs) she keeps eating it. I've been listening to this awesome podcast that um, my friend Tiffany introduced me to. It's called The Hidden Brain. And I really encourage everyone to listen to it. I would like to maybe do a podcast on one of their topics uh, when I get back um, on my next podcast. But um, I'll be curious to see what everyone thinks. Um, I have so many friends that send me podcasts all the time. I'm like way overloaded on podcasts, but I just keep going. So I have added it to my list. Um, And I think you should listen to it too. So that's all for me. That's all for Charlotte. Clearly we're done. So um, if you have any questions about Whole30 or um, if you're interested in doing Whole30, I've posted two recipes, um, but, you know, I really think it's a great program if you do eat meat and um, are wanting to kind of see your habits and patterns and, like, you know, what you think of, like, how food treats you and how you treat food. Um, So, yeah, I think that's it. Enough rambling for today. I always just feel like I'm rambling and talking to myself during podcasts, but that's basically what I'm doing because I'm just talking to a microphone um, and Charlotte is screaming beside me. So whatever. Uh, I hope you guys have a super awesome week and weekend. Uh, Once again, if you are interested at all in my yoga schedule or getting my yoga newsletter, hit me up and I will send you the link and I will talk to you later. Charlotte.